1: all right we're live joshua get us rolling on the always cheating pod
2: excellent yeah hail cheaters welcome to the always cheating podcast my name is josh landon here with brandon kelly from the Canadian border, over the (laughs) the Canadian border. Uh, Brandon, how are you?
1: I'm good. We're seeing previews now for this upcoming movie starring our beloved Jesse Plemons called Civil War. And I wonder if you and I will have to face off brother versus brother at the Canadian border to really, uh, you know... Bring Western civilization to its yeah. knees. Is that going
2: to come to that? What, what was that MMA movie where the two guys <laughs> against each other? <laughs> yeah. yeah, warrior. I, I'm thinking kind of kind of warriorish. You we, know? Yeah, so that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I,
1: I hope that we embody the warrior spirit uh, on mm-hmm. every episode of Always Cheating. Yeah, that's
2: I, that feels like it was almost the opposite of that. I, you know, uh, but I. But thank you to everyone for uh, sticking us. Just there's a total. I'm just I'm just totally pivoting out of this, Brandon. Do it. Uh, But thanks thanks everyone for uh, for listening this week, and thank you um, for everyone who put up with us not doing a pod last week. Um, We just ran into some some technical. Well, there's just a lot going on, wasn't there? You forgot your laptop and in, in, in in Canada. My wife had COVID. Uh, it was, uh, there was a double game week. So doing it a day later didn't make any sense. And so, uh, we actually, I'm not sure in all the years we've done the pod though, that we, like you and I are like insanely consistent with them. And so to miss even one felt like, uh, um, like, like we'd like, like, like we'd sort of. Ruined some kind of project or whatever. I remember There was some congressman uh, in in Michigan a few years ago who had like he was like he had, he had voted in every single uh-huh. um, bill that you could vote for or something like that. And uh, he finally, I think Justin Amash was his name. And he finally, for some reason or another, couldn't be um, like you know couldn't be available for a vote or whatever. And he like sort of broke down, you know. And it was like a it was an irrelevant vote, but it was like his identity yeah. was tied up, you know, Carol he had, he was, style. Exactly. Exactly. So our Ripkenesque streak is over, but um, you know we're reborn like <laughs> yes. a
1: phoenix. A new world streak begins today. Exactly. Exactly.
2: So, um, but thanks everyone for joining us on YouTube as well. Uh, this is, of course, we are we are still a podcast, but we have decided to start recording these on the tube.
1: Uh, Brandon, we're tubing, y- not, not y- like T? Jeffrey, but but like the U.
2: I see YT as an acronym, but uh, do, yeah. do, do, do like people. You know, does like what is there's Gen Z, and then there's one even below Gen Alpha. I wonder if did, does Gen Alpha do they actually say the word YouTube or do they just go straight to? They probably have some acronym that you and I haven't even like heard before. Oh, they're right? totally tubing. My,
1: they're tubing. Yeah, my
2: seven year old is a is a is a full on Gen Alpha. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, game week twenty, we're, we're here to talk about. Jenna Elfman. My my seven-year-old is Jenna Elfman. It's crazy. No one no one can no one can explain it. Uh <laughs> Darman Greg star, Jenna <laughs> Elfman. So we are here to talk FPL. Game Week 26 is, I guess we would call it seven eights in the books. We had um I, wouldn't have been a nice full schedule on um, on Saturday. I like the I you know, I'm fine with them never having an early match because that usually it's hard for me to wake up with that anyway. And I can actually get up and make some decisions before the deadline I actually the yeah. next week we have the same the same thing there's no early match um and so uh but you know we had the sort of spread out across the day and yeah. uh, as an american the late afternoon fixture on saturday is fantastic it's just on a time like three o'clock on a saturday where i typically have anything going on right it's like yeah. it's maybe like a go to the gym kind of time or whatever and so um that's what i did i went to the gym and i watched the first half of the Arsenal match, uh, came back watched the second. It was I was I don't know about you. I was sort of tracking my um, my overall rank a little bit on yeah. FPL game week as yeah. as we were heading down there. And I, when they when they conceded, I it's like I couldn't quite do the math fast enough to decide whether I, <laughs> that helped me or hurt me.
1: Yeah, and there were a few uh, that a double yeah. defense, right? The the people mm-hmm. who jumped on Araya goalkeeper when Saliba and yep. Gabriel, those people got hurt the worst by that clean sheet concession.
2: Yeah, and I think ultimately I did jump up like three thousand spots, so it did. We'll take anything at this point, Josh. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but a fun a fun Saturday of matches. I thought the uh, today's match was a little bit of a dud, especially for any of us who went for Huang. Um, Just um, you know, a fine decision. I think um, it was. You know, we sort of uh, had an opportunity to go for a similarly a similarly priced player who plays in Game Week Twenty Nine. Douglas Louise and for anybody who went that way um, obviously it really it worked And, um, you know, you were pretty um, aggressively anti-Douglas Louise on our Patreon pod. (laughs) Was I? Are you still? Yeah, you were like, I don't see it. I don't get it. Are you still? uh, (laughs) Well, I mean, I I don't know know how you
1: could be. um, Let's rewind the tape. Let's listen. Let's listen back. uh, I wish I I I had it handier. There's nothing, there's no better way to silence the critics than a brace. And uh, to really rub it in, Douglas Louise is scoring a header uh, like in the six yard box, no less. So that really does say, Hey, fantasy managers, I'm here. Take me, I'm yours.
2: Yeah. But I mean, I, and the, the, the goal where he sort of, he crashes into the box. I mean, that's, I think it's the, the question was really, um, I'm actually going to pull up, I'm going to pull up something here because, um, there's a question from Scully. Uh, and he said, um, I, I don't know if that's, uh, if he's the Scully. From,
1: uh, from He-Man?
2: Uh, from X-Files. Or, or not. Yeah, from, from what? <laughs>
1: He-Man. I'm thinking <laughs> of uh, uh, com- Commander Grayskull. Who's that guy? Uh, Skeletor. Oh, yeah, I was... Th-
2: Oh, yeah, I was thinking of a, a slightly but not much more modern reference of Mulder and Scully okay. from, Could from X-Files. Could be either. We don't know. Yeah. The internet, yeah. you can I'm be i sure that hasn't been rebooted. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't X-Files, like, prime for a reboot? Like, it feels like a, Totally, know, yeah.
1: We need, like, a USA Network suits style or burn notice style yeah. X-Files. They're
2: even finding
1: UFOs now.
2: Like, if anything, like, X-Files feels like more yeah. relevant than, yeah. So uh, you Call it deep but, state. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Um, An x file, it'd be like an X-Files series, you know, like sometimes when they'd like take something and they think that the subtitle is like, you know, whatever. Anyway, so Scully says, uh, can you think of any players that have had seasons like Douglas Louise is having this year where everyone's convinced he's not a great FPL asset, his point scoring will eventually dry up, yet he just carries on smashing it. Now, I I wouldn't say that I I actually had him for about eight weeks this season. and He was terrific. I think I dropped him because of, um, I don't know, a run of fixtures or something like that. Yeah. Oh, you know, I think it was, he he was on like nine yellows for or four yet. Yeah, yeah. It must've been nine. Right. Cause nine would have been regardless. He was, mm-hmm. he was on a yellow card suspension risk. And then I think he did get suspended and, um, you know, he wasn't, I didn't have any like value built up in him. And sure. so I dropped him and, um, but I did, I did think about bringing him back this week. And, um, now I, I don't think it's healthy, or fun to play the FPL hindsight game too aggressively. Like I think um, I, but I do think that um, there is a question about whether we all just got like a little over our skis about there was, there wasn't like a great, it was just one fixture really. Right. It's not like there's like a great long term rationale for having a Wolves player. Uh, Yeah. And I, I mean, they were pretty dominant in the match, but it was also like, they're also Wolves. Right. And it's like, it's, they're not like, it, it wasn't like they weren't Man City at home to Sheffield or Liverpool. It was one of the. Right? It was
1: like, easily one of the worst matches I've watched this season, and,
2: <laughs> it, was pretty, and it was pretty low quality. May, maybe you raise
1: your level to uh, the level of your opposition, and that's the defensive Wolves. But Sheffield yeah. United were awful, and Wolves yep. did not play well at all. And I don't think anybody expected that. And I think uh, I, I don't quite know to know how to explain it, other than. Uh, you what makes wolves good is sometimes reacting to the better opposition yeah. and playing uh to their strengths against somebody like Sp- yeah. spurs who they've done spurs, the double on. Totally. Uh, yeah. They they can just exploit all those weaknesses that's and then true. when they come and up against be, a team that's so bad like Sheffield yeah. United there's nothing to exploit.
2: I think in general we have to be careful um evaluating anybody the week after they play spurs, right? Spurs makes every team they play look like a Attacking Dynamo, right? And so, um, but yeah, I, I actually agree with you about this match. I, I I don't know why I'm like reluctant to confess this, like as if you and I watched twenty hours of Premier League every single weekend. But I I turned it off. Um, I got about forty minutes into the match, and I was just like, this sucks. Yeah. I was just like, really not enjoying myself. It was not a fun game. Uh, I got about thirty minutes in, and I was like, Hoin's not going to score. Like it was the whole <laughs> setup was just. I didn't feel he like didn't come
1: that. close. Didn't he did, he didn't
2: really come close. He had like a. He might have. I guess he had an opportunity for an assist, maybe like kind of. I don't know. But it was like he just there was wasn't a lot going on. And sometimes you just get the, the you get that feel early on in a match. You're like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. This is not going to pan out. And I don't want to be part of this. If anything, I thought uh, Sheffield was kind of better in the first. Like at the very least, they had an effective counterattacking strategy. They just have. Yeah. Honestly, they just have no talent, yeah. and it's like it's a it's a crazy thing. It's crazy to watch a team with this little, like, the Premier League has so much money, right? And there's, like, all of these quite good teams in the championship, like, yeah. right now. Like, like Leicester in the championship is so much better than, like, you could just literally swap them, and Leicester would probably stay up, right? It's like, you know, it's just, yeah, I don't really know how they got, what, whatever. And I don't mean that to, like, I guess it's like a really mean thing to say. Um, and I don't mean it that way because um, congrats to them for going up. Like there's no, they, they earned it and, and that's fine. But like, it's just, it's, it feels so extreme right now. Right. Like I yeah. can't remember ever seen a team that just felt like they couldn't Hang at all in the premier league right maybe huddersfield united's second season in the premier league there was kind of that stench of like okay like we need to get these guys out let's
1: let's come back to douglas louise because i think this is what fantasy managers are thinking about now is like where did it all go wrong i bought a wolves player whether it was Neto or wang Sarabia was obviously the guy to get in hindsight and sure. he's got that. It Doug- always,
2: it's always the third option yeah. that turns out. But he, he has. Serbia
1: has what Douglas Louise has, and that's penalties. And I think what's interesting about the hindsight here with Douglas Louise is um, Huang plays the number nine. And you've got to sort of like, if you go by the rule book of being a fantasy manager, can you take the player that's farthest forward? And Huang had that going for him. And Douglas Louise, I think the hard thing for fantasy managers this season is you've got a uh, number six in Louise where you don't know what the heat map is necessarily going to look like match to match. He has strung it all together. What players re- am I reminded of? I'm reminded of Yaya Torre who you've uh, sort of like caveated mm-hmm. in comparing to Douglas yeah. Louise this season. And also just like somebody He's, like Aaron yeah. Ramsey when Aaron Ramsey had his, that it was that same Yaya Torre yeah. season where you just think, have I missed the points? am i of am mm. i not progressive enough should i just get somebody else because there's going to yeah. be Douglas Louise is one of those players where you think well if he's doing it should there be another Douglas Louise on another team and yeah. maybe I should get him well, and get ahead of I that curve I think what makes
2: yeah I think what makes him a little unique is is the set piece stuff which w- wasn't even really a factor in this particular match but like it's it you know like when you look at the, the one that came to mind about from scully's question about like randos who kind of explode was um was etienne Capu. and uh mm-hmm. he had a season with, with watford yeah. this is like eight or nine years ago now maybe i don't know if it was that long um but it was like he scored it was like the first four matches of the season he yeah. scored in literally every single one of them Barfantini and was like gomez style yeah exactly and you're like you're like this can't last right <laughs> yeah. it's like there's he is not this is not his game. Like I, I think he'd already been in the Premier League for a season or two by then. He too. It was at was like, Spurs it was for a while, I believe. I yeah, I think he went there after, yeah. but I, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, but he, um, but it was like it, it wasn't sustainable, and yet he was four point five million and kept scoring. And so Louise is a little more expensive, but he is. Um, he's scoring and he's on, you know, he takes corners or I think he takes corners on one side of the pitch. Right. And he's on, um, like virtually all set pieces, right? Like he's on like these kind of close range Trent level set pieces, mm-hmm. but he also is on the, like, send the ball in to a, you know, to like a like a, you know, the kind of like in swing, you know, whatever the like the, the big ones. Right. And so, um, like the ones that are going the bombers, I, the I'm bombers. On describing this. So in such detail, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but basically there's just like a lot of routes to points for him. So, you yeah. I, um, and again, I'm not like, Oh my God, we made this giant mistake, but I think, um, there was a, like a kind of momentum that took over. And I, I, you know, I don't like, I think, um, Keith Hopkins, uh, had a question for us said, how much better or worse do you think the season would be if he didn't look at or follow the Twitter community suggestions? but instead base your choices on your own instincts and research. Now, this is one that always crops up when there was a community pick that uh doesn't bang, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like and when when what when one does, you just assume it was your own instincts and research, I right? Could have had a it better is very idea. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's always so I and I don't mean to like call Keith out here because we all are guilty of this. Come but on, like Keith. I I <laughs> but I do think uh I think in general, I was kind of kicking myself this weekend. And I think the reason I was kicking myself was I didn't, you know, I don't feel like I did do, um, I, enough thinking about this. And I, I think what threw me off a little bit, and maybe you were in the same position,
1: I was, I just, I'll, I'll say it. Happened? I was not in the same position.
2: Okay. Well, I, what the, my, my thinking was basically what, um, how much weight should I put on game week 29 when I make my transfer this week? Mm-hmm. Like, do I really want to just fully commit myself to free hitting in Game Week 29, right? There's going to be very few teams that play in 29. Villa are one of the ones that we know play. Um, so there's kind of like another, you know, this is basically what you and I talked a little bit on our Patreon pod. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, though, I just couldn't get past how tempting it was to have a wolves player for that Sheffield united fixture and so um i don't know like it, it, i don't know how helpful it is to just do like a, t- a lot of hindsight analysis like this but um i do wonder if i maybe just didn't like think it through it was just it, these blank game weeks i think are always really tricky right because you just you, you, have, you have fewer options um because of that, you sort of see everybody moving in one direction too, right? Like add Spurs to the to the equation for this week, add Chelsea to the equation for this week. N- I don't think any of us are really looking at Huang. That I mean, maybe we still are to a, to a degree, right? But if I have Palmer, I'm just starting him uh, this weekend, right? I'm not looking for another midfielder mm-hmm. start. So um, I don't know. Like, did you feel pretty like calm and rational and like how'd you feel when when uh, Huang? Failed to bang today.
1: Are you, <laughs> you fine with that? Well, I would have preferred that he got points. Definitely, mm-hmm. my he got three. <laughs> he,
2: got a, he got a clean sheet bonus point, Brandon.
1: So, a when uh, the pre 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 match, there was this whole saga of Huang going down injured in the warm up, and like, oh God, is he not even going to start? I went yep. into full panic attack mode because the first player on my bench, the only live player on my bench, is Sven Botman, who has a minus two. So you better believe I'm happy with a three-pointer yeah. from Wayne. That's a, that's yeah. a big turnaround yeah. from getting a minus two. Um, I, I was not happy watching the entire Wolves performance and, you know, usually you can say, oh, I made the right decision because I saw Huang get these certain chances and, and, uh, that, that was what justified my thinking. Did I think in hindsight that I would have made a different decision. Ultimately I was guided by this feeling that I was going to get Sala back in the next two game weeks. So what I really wanted was a cheaper player. And I honestly didn't think too much of like who from which team, because I'm not going to think too hard about whether it's, whether it's the wolves. I mean, maybe Villa is a top 14 right now. So why wouldn't you get a Villa player instead of a Wolves player? But I just think I think that was yeah.
2: yeah, That was part of the equation that made me kick myself a little bit was just like, yeah, you can get like a top five or six player for super cheap who also plays in 29, or you can get a kind of wolves player where there's like three options that are all kind of equally good. Neto kind of bugs me. And I can't tell if it's just because I'm like looking at him from the perspective of a Huang owner, but it's like he's obviously very good, but there's just something about him like hero balling it all the time or it feels like Neto is like kind of doing he's a little bit like um who is the um anthony the, um, no uh the paraguayan player from newcastle elmiron um, elmiron yeah. where sometimes elmiron feels like he's playing a different match than everybody else yeah sure right? you're like sure. you're like what is, what is elmiron doing over there well, there's no at, connection so, to anything else that's, that's happening
1: yeah i i see what you're saying Often those play like what I see Neto doing is he what he is doing is he's advancing the ball like fifty yards up the pitch in in a lightning quick speed. Right. The problem right. is he advances the ball that far and then he gets up there and it's just kind of like <laughs> it's like I'm imagining yeah. somebody in World War One like puts his head up over the trench and just like runs into no man's land and he's like yeah. well I thought everyone was coming with me and then he just gets yeah. gunned down by Virgil Van Dyke or something like that I don't know so yeah that yeah. that's I, I I have more time for Neto, I guess, and I just—I mean, I, I rate him sure. like it's
2: just—I just, the, I, it's, I just it kind of got kind of frustrating.
1: Yeah, I didn't think that Huang had a great match in terms of filling the channels and immediately giving Neto options once he got the yeah. ball on the right wing. Uh, I, yeah. Wang, I thought he had yeah. won. Not he a lot of chemistry. Really Maybe good good because uh, yeah. Wang was away at the Asian cup for, for a certain amount of time that some chemistry needs to be built back up.
2: All right. Well, we've probably spent enough time on, uh, on the Wolves uh, Sheffield United match, we've, probably, we've yes, done like a hard fifteen plenty. on that now. But let's let's why don't we, can we see your team, Brandon, for game week twenty six? Let's see uh, you you um, sort of uniquely. I think um, you must have one of the most unique teams in the top million. You have, <laughs> I think, like seven players tomorrow in the uh, in the West Ham. Uh, West Basically, yeah,
1: all of my squad is left to play now. So let's see. <laughs> you should be able a full to full eleven. <laughs> so you can see Botman's minus two on the bench, and, and yeah, actually, we we are on the same number of points. If you take your net with the minus four, I'm on fifty two total, and uh, not a not a terrible game week rank, sub two million. You know that's you know, and and, and I have every opportunity to grow, as you say, mm-hmm. uh, with. Suchek, who is just uh, like I like I've been saying, never bench Cole Palmer by having somebody like Thomas Suchek on your bench. And weeks like this, I get kind of giddy at like the one or two opportunities I get this season to play him. And you never know what you're going to get from the Brentford defense. So I don't know, Thomas Suchek, you know, maybe he does something. But it really it it really does come down to Ivan Toney. And he is, uh, I think, a secret weapon for a lot of. Managers who have him and West Ham being in the, the form that they're in, and Tony being in the opposite direction, being in a good form, you have to think that he is good for a goal on Monday against West Ham, and that will be huge for me this week, game week.
2: Yeah, I feel like you're probably in the best. Um, I mean, yeah, this is just a it, it's gonna be it's a nice run for you because you're pretty much locked into a green arrow yeah. at this point, right? There's almost sure, no I'm on a
1: green arrow right now, and yeah. I think there are a lot of managers out there that maybe just have. Ariola left to play. So I've yep. covered the West Ham defense as so much as that needs covering, and I've got Tony. So I I'm with you. I'm really happy. I think I've got a lock on all of my head-to-heads as well. So um yeah. I mean, how are you feeling uh not having any? Well, you've got Ariola to play, right? I've got Ariola. Okay. Yeah. I would have had Ariola no matter
2: what, because um Dubrovka is 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 out. Is he like it's not even injured right he's just been dropped he had and, an illness uh, he
1: had, an, he had illness, an illness was my understanding okay okay uh, and i don't think Carius and, and and karius performance performance i don't know it wasn't like as diabolical as this champions league final but debrovka's not losing his spot i don't think why what, not though
2: i mean i thought i thought karius was was okay and debrovka's been extremely mediocre yeah. so i i wonder if karius actually does keep his spot
1: well, I, I speaking of goalkeepers, I do have to admit to the sin of not having faith in Fulham against Manchester United. And I thought Fulham was going to struggle in the midfield without Polini on a yellow card suspension. So that's why I played Areola over Leno. And for a while, it looked like Fulham were a lock for a clean yeah. sheet. And they did yeah. very well uh, in the midfield against Manchester United. And they were good for that win. That was That was great to see. But um, Leno dropping to three points with the yellow card, uh, I I, I still feel like maybe I made a decent decision. Ariola could definitely get three points in that Brentford match.
2: Yeah, I feel like if you were offered three right now from Leno or the kind of opportunity for more Mm -hmm. with with yeah you got you got got to go for it there yeah i think they probably end up with the same number of points so
1: so i said this last week tony uh he got out i dropped solanke for tony and that was to prove to be a bad move in the double game week if tony gets anything against west Ham, then uh that would transfer would turn out to bear fruit the other transfer i made last week was ake and he comes through with a clean sheet so that's fine. All is forgiven with Nathan Ake. So, yeah, on yeah. the whole, I'm I'm really pleased with that. And having Watkins and Sokka and Foden, these are three players who have just nonchalantly carried both of us, honestly, over the last month. And I, I assumed always that I was going to drop Foden for Salah. And now I have a really difficult decision because Sokka is undroppable. Foden is undroppable. I, I really don't know how Sala comes back into this team at this well, point.
2: Well, and at this point, uh, it, it feels less. I, I would say I, I was feeling pretty high on bringing Salah, and I'll and I'll actually, if you want, I'll share. Yeah, my team yeah. Let now. me
1: let me stop sharing it. You jump in here.
2: Yeah, I think that um, I mean sort of a similar. I mean, our, our teams are actually in, in, right at the moment fairly similar. Similar, I would say. Uh-huh. Um, let's see here if I can get this. I'll oh, share. You know what? I'm sharing a window. <laughs> Let's hold on stuff. a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great, great stuff here. Hold on one second. Let me get my. Let me get my. You got this. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking out ah, the people in
1: the yep. YouTube chat over here, and uh, our friend Red Dagger has has uh, joined. So, what's up, James? Good to see you. FPL Planner Ben S. Sean Murphy Quixotic Fool says no apologies needed for last week. Of course there aren't. Thank you, Quixotic Fool. Uh, mm-hmm. Good to see you all. That's 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 more of a Brandon approach. I totally uh, <laughs> yeah. it's totally, I it's totally fine. Yeah, if you yeah. and if anybody on the YouTube live has any questions for us, just drop them in the chat. You got your team pulled up here, Joshua?
2: Yeah, I do, and yeah, so it's, you know it's a pretty. Um, I actually feel kind of like I I just overthought it a little bit uh, th- this week, and um, I have. Um, let's see. I'm on uh, 56 points. Uh, but that does include a uh, a minus four um, for... Uh, I, I brought in Solanke and Huang. I, I pretty much did the template moves this week. Um, and I'm just sort of annoyed at myself because I really just didn't need to bring in Solanke. And you now granted, if that header uh if he scores in that header i feel a lot better about things right it was basically clawed off the line um and uh he probably finishes on you know some bonus there as well my thinking was just that there was a reasonable chance of an attacking return um i make this move ahead of game week 28 and it sort of frees up a, another transfer um i didn't think that robinson would i would have actually felt even worse if, if fulham had kept the clean sheet because then it really would they would have, would have been like a Eight point swing. Yeah. Uh, in the end, it was a it was a four point swing. Uh, then sellers even came on for a crazy point. So i I didn't really didn't even make any transfers this week. I would have <laughs> would have been fine. Uh, I would have let's see. I got um, I got five points for my transfers.
1: Should have bench boosted uh, a, Josh. on a
2: minus on a minus yeah on a minus four. And I would have had three if I just hadn't if I just forgot the deadline. Um, I would have been ahead by two points. So um, yeah, but you know sometimes it is nice just to, just to do the minus four in a week when everybody else is taking hits and. I yeah just get the transfer out of the way. Um, Again, the Huang one is the one I'm just sort of kicking myself about still, especially because, you know, Luis also has a great fixture in in 27, right? They play um, Luton away. I mean, if anything, you can make an argument for, for just straight up moving Huang to... Um, <laughs> to, to, to um, Well, honestly, it, it just sort of, it really depends. I mean, I, Louise may end up in my team still, uh, by 29 and I think on a free hit, a lot of us will have him for 29. Um, and the real question, and we can sort of, um, I'm going to, I'll keep my team up here, but the real question, is, <coughs> excuse me, I need to
1: keep it together, buddy. We get the cough button going here. Like, is yeah, the I real question the how bad are Newcastle, Josh? Because that's where playing is yeah. going since so he's going to St. James Park in game Week that's 27.
2: That's true. That is true. Well, the real question is uh, what's going to happen in the FA Cup, right? Uh, we have. The West Ham match uh, tomorrow, but almost more importantly, we have um, a ton of FA Cup fixtures set up for. um, I think it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. No, actually, it's it's Monday. Excuse me, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But I almost completely forgot about Coventry hosting Maidstone United. Big match. uh, That's kind of a kind of a fun match. I mean, Maidstone into the final sixteen. That's sort of. uh, (laughs) Just
1: just because you like the name doesn't mean anything, Josh.
2: Well, it's a team I've never heard of. And anytime a team I've never heard of makes the final 16, I'm kind of excited about it. Right. So uh, that means one of those two will be in the, in the quarterfinals, which is kind of, kind of insane. Uh, But anyway, you have a bunch of squads that play uh, a bunch of premier league squads that play in the FA cup midweek. Um, We didn't even talk about Liverpool uh, Chelsea at all, uh, which is kind of a, um, an insane win for Klopp. Like I, I wish he wasn't leaving, Brandon. I gotta tell you. You know, it's That's he brings he brings the fun. He bring I mean, like he basically had a, a youth squad that um that won that match. And I mean, granted, Virgil van Dyke was the was scored twice, honestly, to yeah. to win that game. And uh so you know, Van Dyke scores the game winning goal in extra time. And uh yeah, and, and you know, which I have to imagine is gonna have a little bit of an impact on the FA Cup at midweek, right? And maybe most importantly is the Chelsea Leeds match. That's on Wednesday at uh 730 uh uk time, 230 our time uh here on the here on the east coast, Brandon. But um, you know, so the the big question is, will we get an Arsenal-Chelsea match in Game Week 29. We will get an Arsenal-Chelsea match in Game Week 29, which is, you know, again, that's the quarterfinal weekend for the FA Cup, so a bunch of teams uh, won't play that weekend, right, because they'll be in the quarterfinals, and so those matches will get postponed um, into um, the April and April and May fixtures, right? So, um, it, you know, if we get... So, basically, if Leeds beat Chelsea on Wednesday, Arsenal and Chelsea will play in Game Week 29. Um, and so that's, you know, pretty significant, I would say, right? I have, I, you and I both have Palmer. uh, We both have Gabriel. We both have...
1: um, I have Saliba. You have Gabriel.
2: Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. You have Saliba. I have Gabriel. Um, And so suddenly... I'm not sure, you know, if I would even, if I would free hit in 29, I don't know if I would, if you really need to, right. I mean, I think that you could make a transfer uh, for 27 that had 29 in mind or, you know, save your transfer. I think you could still have a couple of players for the double in 28, and then you could maybe take like a minus four for 29 and have enough to get by Right. right. In order to save that free hit, you could have eight or nine players, which is I think plenty for a, for a blank game like, like that
1: yeah I'm curious to see and how much gas did Chelsea use up against Liverpool in the uh League Cup final that how are, how are they gonna they are hosting leads at Stamford bridge so I think Chelsea playing at home will be helpful and a little bit more comforting to them and i I mean I don't know is Pat, patrick Bam, Bamford gonna score uh, another worldie so far he's got apparently the best English goal that's been scored this season. I don't know. I, I haven't think,
2: even seen it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hunt that. Oh bag. yeah,
1: definitely look it up. Yeah. This is amazing. Like sp- turn and volley into the, uh, the far corner, uh, Patrick Banford, What a beauty. He remains a beauty. I, I just still assume I'm going to be playing my free hit in game week 29. And I think that's why I'm a little bit more sanguine about the Yi Chan move because I just don't know that that would have, um, fully impacted how things are going to go in 29. So yeah, we'll, we'll right. see about that.
2: Well, and, and one thing to to think about, for, you know, I think that, um, we don't really need to make any decisions right now on this, uh, you know, on, on Sunday evening, I think that, um, we'll, we'll know a lot more in the next couple of days. We could see crazy upsets or we could see all chalk. Right. And if mm-hmm. we sort of end up with a bunch of the kind of predicted fixtures, which are all pretty bad, then then a free hit probably makes sense because you just don't want to waste transfers on, on on players like that, right? And rather rather field a full eleven, and it's kind of a sometimes it's fun to free hit like with like players you would never otherwise have, right? Fill up that squad with with pure garbage, Brandon. Like you know, it might be the one time I can have uh, Moonies, right? Frankie, uh, Malcolm the middle star, Frankie Moonies' mm-hmm. child, Muniz, has been tearing it up for Fulham, right? Doing a great job. And, uh, I think it's, you know, it could be a fun opportunity to have him for 29. So, um, I will say I have been, um, looking at what I want to do for. And so I, I shared my screen for, um, uh, for, for 20, you know, for the current, for the current game week, but let me actually move ahead to 27 here as well. By all means, yes. And I have. What is actually, I you know, like a pretty decent squad, I think, for 27, kind of just right now. Like, it's it's a probably, like, I could hold my transfer-type squad. Uh, the question is, do I move, um, like, Foden could move to Sun or Sala, right? And that would be the kind of, like, go-for-it move. And I think... It really kind of depends on where you are a little bit in the, you know, in terms of your overall rank. And for me, it's like, I'm sort of okay with doing that because I'm a little mired in my rank. And so making a slightly aggressive move for a high ceiling player is something that I'm okay with doing, right? Like if I were to bring in, I mean, solid, we just don't know about, right? If solid wasn't even healthy to make the bench, for the league cup final. Yep. I, I don't know how super confident we can feel about him even starting next week. And of Certainly. course we'll get more information in the next couple of days.
1: Yeah. Salah, my Sala plans as everyone's has just been put on the back burner because as you say, we, we don't know. And yep. I guess that's, that that's nice in a way that uh, when Sala comes back, that's just like an automatic transfer that people will have to make. But now yep. we have game weeks coming up where we just get to play a, around a little bit more with our squad. Yeah. So I agree. Yep. I mean, for me, it's really all in the defense. The Pau Torres injury saga just keeps on going. It's yeah. uh, such a, such a disaster for anybody who, and I know there were a number of managers who bought Pau Torres to try to get in the Villa defense this week. So it's even more painful for them. Uh, mm. and, and I'm, yeah, looking at my my game wing twenty seven squad, I can throw that up on the screen here and yep. show you uh, what decisions I have to make, uh, which which really do all revolve around uh, my defense. <clears throat> uh, so, I've got uh, Issa Cabore for Luton Town, who's lost his starting place, uh, and Luton are better for it. Pau Torres, who is injured, and Nathan Ake. Like, I feel like the move for the Manchester city defense was a very short term double game week right. motivated thing. So I have three defenders and also Botman is playing for a defense. That's utterly, uh, it's just, just like, it's I really shattered at this point.
2: I, I know it's like, I, I, I feel like I kind of said my piece on Twitter yesterday. And so I don't need to like rehash a little bit, but I, I I'm kind of surprised that Howe is still employed by Newcastle after a match like that. Like I, I, I don't know. It's like every, every squad I mean, we saw with Klopp today, right? Like every, every squad has had a lot of, in, like every top squad has had like a ton of injuries, including Man City, right? Who are without Holland for, for a month and a half. But Newcastle is the only team that kind of folded up shop. Right. And it feels like, I don't know. I mean, I know Joel Joe Linton is like a huge miss for them, but that was like insane. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, Arsenal had just been held, you know, without a shot versus Porto. And, Newcastle were, like, it was like they were trying to make them feel better about themselves. Like, it was, it was a crazy, like, they just let them absolutely, you know, run riot in that match. It was crazy.
1: Yeah, there was some interesting analysis that I saw. I think it was on the four four two YouTube page about um, the uh, Champions League match against Arsenal where, um, sorry, who was it that Arsenal played against? 4 uh, Porto, right? Yeah, who they 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 mastered the mid block against Arsenal, just clogged the midfield entirely, and Arsenal are continually stymied by that. And you would point the finger at Eddie Howe for being tactically inept in that. But but it, 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 on the other hand, you think Eddie Howe is saying, well, Newcastle are what we are because of some identity that is not necessarily involving the mid-block. I don't know enough, enough about Eddie Howe's tactics. But I, I, yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I mean, to compare anybody to Jurgen Klopp is kind of crazy. He, Klopp is singular and... That victory in the League Cup is is all Klopp's. Like for those young kids to come on that pitch and there to be that level of continuity in yeah. the the squad is just incredible. And all credit goes to Klopp. Yeah, uh, I yeah. just
2: think I, th- I think with New- I mean, listen, uh, do I think that how should be managing them? Not really. No, I, I think it was like a short term he was like a, it was like a caretaker hire, right? That that sort of like run its run its course a little bit. I, I will say you obviously have to lay some of the blame on the players too. I thought Bruno Grimarish had a really terrible match. Um Kieran Trippier, it's like it I mean he just like you can see why he's bounced around like despite a talented he is, right? Because like defending has to be part of his position, right? And it's it's a little bit like a Trent situation where it's like the attacking prowess has to has to be so good to make up for how much you get skinned, you know, on the uh on yeah. that, as a as a right back. I mean he had a, I thought he had a really terrible match as well. Yeah. And uh yeah, across the board, Char. I mean like nobody nobody had a good match for, for Newcastle.
1: Yeah, you wonder if they're just totally out of gas. You just like look back at that mat that home mat victory against PSG and the Champions League and you think there's no ceiling yeah. for this Newcastle squad and then suddenly here we yeah. are, and you know it's it's top level, like the, when the you know when the floor comes out from under you, you've got a long way to fall, so
2: yeah, uh, which again, I just think it's it might, I mean, I don't mean to be one of those football fans who's like sack the manager every time, but it just feels like I don't know I guess it feels like the identity changed a little bit, like what happened to last year? like the last year they went and it was they had, you know there was a nil nil draw, and the team is not radically different than it was last year. What about I mean, 10 so hug?
1: Well, how, compare Eric Ten Hag to Eddie Howe, who should Sack get sacked first?
2: Yeah. I want to, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least Ten Hog's had a nice run. Like he has had a quite quite a nice run, and then they they were sort of hit. I, I think quite unlike like they're basically their are they're in form forward. Um, you know, came down with uh, you know. What was it a hamstring or something like he yeah. you know, basically some, got injured like on the, on, the eve of, on the eve of the match and that, like, that happens to everybody but I think for them especially they were really starting to kind of rely on him as the sort of um talismanic player right mm-hmm. and I think that so I I, I I do feel like he deserves a little bit of slack for for that I mean losing late is is just rough. I, you know It was interesting I think there were two different um key goals scored like I think after the seventh minute of um of extra time and then the matches and i'm a fan of it i like it i mean it's i'm not sure if it's actually good for fantasy or not kind of depends on whether you're uh holding a defender or an attacking player in a game but i am all about give me as much match time as possible because it just sort of gets that like kind of simmering frustration when a player fakes an injury or whatever right or you know goes down with cramp or Mm -hmm. it's like you know um all this sort of like all the kind of whatever, like like the the, the dark arts stuff that, that, that everybody, that all squads and, and players are guilty of, right? It just sort of like, it feels like it, it just sort of fixed it, right? Because you're like, okay, if this happens, they're going to add on seven minutes at the end. So it's a little bit okay
1: like, uh, I, I'm sure I'm the only one listening to this who's ever watched on cinema at the cinema, but there's a running joke there where uh, the two main characters uh, rate movies based almost solely on how long they are. And the longer the movie, the better it must be. So uh, The Hobbit's a great movie. And any uh, Premier League match that goes beyond 97 minutes, also a great match.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, let's um, – yeah, I mean, I, 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 can't, I, I can't remember if you were like a little on the fence about the longer matches or not. But
1: I Well, know. I, I – air toward it's it's like var to me you're just fixing sort of non-existent problems or problems of your own making with the yeah. added time and uh i think if there was just a little bit more presence uh of the officials irl on the pitch you'd have less time wasting and less need for var so right this is just like well and the var perpetuates the yeah. var perpetuates the absenteeism of the referees on the pitch, because the referees on the pitch are like, well, I'm not really in control here, so uh, let's yeah. just let them kick the ball around and, uh, yeah. uh, you know, um, yeah, I don't know, drink now, I mean, beer like, and I'm mean, I mean, be like a manager. Stands. It's like one of my work
2: meetings now where I'm like, we're going to have to spin this off into a separate <laughs> meeting. You know, we're going to have to spin this, <laughs> this conversation. Okay, about great. Yeah, yeah, let's have a MVAR. breakout
1: session about uh, yeah. rules of the game.
2: All right. Well, let's look ahead to... Oh, actually, first of all, I want to just do a quick shout out to our Patreon supporters. Uh, you can go to patreon.com alwayscheating always cheating to support the podcast. We really appreciate it. And uh, I feel like this is around the time of the year when I, when I note that during our off season, we do not charge uh, Patreon supporters. So if you're like, ah, like I'll just wait until next August. Why not join now? Hop on that Discord. Brandon, you are talking about best places to watch football in Brighton yeah. in the, in the UK. Like, uh, there are all, all sorts of not, not Brighton, Michigan, Brandon, but Brighton. and, and, and <laughs> lower, yeah. lowering, uh, There can't yeah. possibly
1: be any. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to, There's... yeah. Shout out to Swaltz on the discord. Who's got the download on a uh, blind yeah. busker, uh, great place. And also, um, well, there was some other place that he, uh, mentioned in Brighton, the font. Yeah. Also.
2: Yeah. I know. We have to reach out to our, our old buddy Joe too, right? He's a Brighton he's a Brighton Joe man. Joe Naz, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I wanted to, um, you know, the, the, our Premier League uh, second half uh, league is now it's now live. And uh, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's too late to join that. But that's the sort of stuff that we're doing uh, on the Discord. And uh, we also do an extra podcast each week. Uh, and that podcast uh, did not get skipped last week, right? We did a, an hour plus on that podcast. Um, and so and those tend to be a little looser And, and many people. Some people actually prefer, brandon the the looser patreon pods that we do on thursday so yeah. if you want to say thanks support what we do and go to patreon.com always cheating to get that extra podcast to get the discord to get discounts on merch to get shout outs on uh, the podcast and and just support the cheaters uh i wanted to also say a quick thanks to uh, our newest producer brandon we have a new producer this week brian yeah, who is clark it? it's Brian Clark thank you to Brian Clark and also welcome to another new Patreon supporter we got this week which is Larry hambo so thank you what to a Larry. Name. what a great name yeah I love it love the name Larry hambo so um yeah thank you to to his Patreon supporters and i I think I cut you off you were about to say something I
1: oh I had I had absolutely nothing to say other than my undying love for our patreon supporters and I love interacting mm-hmm. with you on the Discord and I hope to see you all there Josh. Some people downshift, slow down. Let's speed up. Let's upshift. I feel yep. like we're yep. this podcast is is like on the on ramp onto the freeway. Uh, I've been struggling with how to get used to using my speedometer in kilometers here in uh, Canada, as opposed to uh, as opposed to miles per hour. So, if I were to say to you, Josh, the speed limit is one hundred and ten kilometers per hour. How many miles per hour would you be going on the freeway?
2: Ooh, is that like 85 or something like that? A
1: little less than that, closer to 70, 75. Uh, Okay. So I'm going to be looking out for you. Um, (laughs) Don't they
2: usually have them, like, oh, is it because it's an all digital readout? Because I feel like the old school ones, you could see the kilometers and the miles.
1: Oh, I don't have a digital readout on my car. My car is not nice or fancy or anything like that. (laughs) But it's like the smaller dial, and often the needle blocks it can like block out right, the all important right, number. Yeah, You're like, am yeah. I going 110 or 120 yeah. kilometers yeah. an hour here? <laughs> okay. Um, so, what, right, well, what do we make of the fixtures coming up?
2: Yeah. I think it's actually a pretty interesting week for fixtures. I think that it's, uh, and let me just, I will, I, let me, let me pull up uh, the fixtures here so we can, we can share and, and look at them together here. Let's Brennan, do as it. We talk. Um, so, I think that it's, um, There are some really interesting decisions ahead. I will say, again, this is like one of my little um, pet peeves or bugaboos or whatever you want to call it, Brandon, which is – uh, inconsistent scheduling. Like why, why is there no early match next Saturday? Why do the Sunday matches both start at weird times that, uh, don't, (laughs) that don't make any sense. Why was there a 3 p.m. Eastern match last weekend and none and now there's just seven matches or I guess there's six all at the exact same time on Sunday, Saturday. What is going on? Like why, how can, how can it be this this chaotic. Right? I assume I don't
1: the it. I assume the late match this Saturday was Arsenal Newcastle. Maybe was moved because of the FA Cup final, but we already they already knew when the yeah, FA Cup when, final was going to be. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, like a broadcasting I mean, thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, who, who knows? Who, who knows? All right. Well, let's not carry any water for these Premier League
2: schedulers, Brandon. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's a difficult job. I will. I will. Reluctantly, <laughs> caveat. Uh, but kick, kick one of these onto the onto the late window on Saturday, right? Like, how fun would it be if uh, Brentford Chelsea? Or the final match on Saturday, for example. Well, listen, I, we
1: know how impossible train travel is that late at, that late at night, quote unquote, in England. So yeah, you know, it's impossible you know, to get I, to these places.
2: I will say, just I'm not, we don't we don't need to go through every single one of these fixtures here, but um, Chelsea played 120 minutes today. Basically, played through their entire squad. It was like a, um, I don't know. If you're a Chelsea supporter, you don't need me to add on to whatever you're feeling right now right so we'll just we'll just leave that one um leave that one uncommented upon they went to but, Wembley don't uh, cry
1: for them that's fine you got a cup final that's great easy, more than most easy clubs draw, get
2: you know yeah yeah but they yeah then they, they played Liverpool's C team and and you know couldn't score a goal but I think it's um they're there so they play 120 minutes they uh have a midweek FA Cup match which is like a fairly important match for them right they're not going to Finish in a Champions League spot this year. It's like try to make another cup. Try again with the cup final, Brandon. Uh, let's get back to Wembley for a semi. So they uh, and then they play the early match on Saturday. <laughs> so that is it is a lot of football, right? There's yeah. that is a ton of matches, and I think if it's a draw, I think they just they do extra time now at the from the round of 16 on, but like there's no replay, right? So they'll just go into extra time there. So they in theory could play like 240 minutes in 5 days or you know in 4 days ahead of um the early match on Saturday so it's a great match if you hold any brentford players and <laughs> i ivan tony is going to score at least a goal if not so, two goals so yeah in this this, match. I feel this extremely is extremely good about
1: that this is the conundrum i have because um i'm on the tony train but uh Solanke, I, I I have always planned to move Tony back to Solanke ahead of his double and twenty eight. And how do you weigh the appeal of uh Tony against Chelsea versus Solanke against Burnley, who are totally listless and bad and you I I I feel like maybe they cancel each other out, so don't spend too much yeah. time thinking. Don't I uh, too much. I would
2: about. not I would not be wasting a transfer taking Tony out at home against a Chelsea team that's going to be like absolutely gassed. Like,
1: mm-hmm. I think, I
2: think, yeah, I would, I, that would not be on my radar at all. I mean, just, just make the move in 28, right? There's just no need yeah. to rush that move.
1: That is, that's, that's the best plan, I think. And as I was saying earlier, I've got actual problems to fix elsewhere in my squad and my defense in particular. Right. But I, I wonder how much this game we could be decided in a weird, like, uh, sub forward standoff between Tony and Solanke.
2: Yeah, I, I it could be. I mean, uh, Bournemouth are away. Although Tony or uh, Solanke had a golden assist in the Newcastle match, um, you know, uh, weekend mm-hmm. the previous weekend. So um, I don't think that changes things too much. If, if Bournemouth were home, I can understand the temptation a little more. But I think as is, I think you've got to yeah. hold tony for this one uh it just it just sleep through that match just wake up at 10 because <laughs> we all know the goals don't hurt as much if we're not watching them in real time right it's when you wake up like when you look later and you just didn't watch the match you're like ah okay well that happened and i can just you know
1: who's uh, sleeping process that who's and- sleeping while uh, their forward is playing in fantasy show me this person unless you live in australia i don't believe it
2: No, I'm saying for you. Like if you don't have (laughs) Solanke for this Burnley Bournemouth match. Oh, sleep through the Bournemouth match. Yeah, you don't need to sweat. Yeah, exactly. No, you don't need to. I don't mean the 10 uh, a.m. Brentford Delta
1: match. Yeah, just like to have my wife hit me over the head knock me well, that'd be all Well, that'd, that. that'd be all six
2: fixtures. Yeah, just, just sleep through all of them, Brandon. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think uh, I, I do feel really good about, about Brentford's chances of um, winning that match and, and Tony. Uh, that, that feels like I, I might have to go to my local um, betting parlor, Brandon. Mm. Not that we actually have those in America, but uh, my virtual betting parlor. Because sure. uh, I feel very good about Tony doing something in that match. It's a shame that there's the 28 for um, – well, not a shame exactly, but uh, because of that, I, I well, actually, I think it you know, puts you in a great spot because everyone who has Tony is going to, I think, it, be in a very good spot this weekend. And but no one really wants to bring him in, right? right. If they don't have him already, so it's, a, it's a fun spot. It's a fun place to own a player. Um, I think what the the big question for for this weekend is um, who are we captaining, right? I think that there are. Um, a number of really good captain picks, right? You have the um, Holland who is a uh, perpetual captain, right? Always like, you know, permanent, but he's stinking it up, Josh.
1: He's not pulling his weight.
2: Yes, he has been and indeed stinking it up. Um, and yeah, and not looking great either. Right. Nope. Like, I mean, I guess that's what stinking up means, but it's like, he really has been like, it, it's not like he's gotten like a little unlucky. He's just sort of, um, he's just, he's just off it. He's his been finishing. Yeah. His finishing has been poor, right? And this is still a guy who scored, I think, three Premier League goals in the last three matches. So, so the stat um, was, is, if
1: you look yeah, back at Holland last season, he overperformed his xG by something like five to seven goals, and uh, and this season he's underperforming his xG by uh, three to five goals. I don't remember the exact right. stats, um, but what what this that is
2: why. This is why we should we should be doing fantasy seasons on a ten year window, Brandon. <laughs> we should be this. The end of this season should be the end of ten percent of the fantasy game, right? Yeah. It's a for in order for it to be fair, we have to look it through a much longer lens than we, yeah. we
1: currently do. Well, John McKenzie at Tifo IRL did this analysis, I think, inspired by this Holland XG comparison of what's different with Holland's finishing the season, and he timed every shot that Holland has taken, like from uh ball touch to releasing a shot and Holland is taking all of his shots this season much more quickly. And that mm. it's, it, it's like when, uh, when a player puts on more muscle mass, like when Tiger Woods puts on a bunch more muscle mass, he has to retrain, retrain himself for his golf swing or right. Michael Jordan famously right. like put on a bunch of muscle and he had to basically tool up his jump shot because yeah. of it. And Worked is for this, Jordan
2: didn't work for Tiger. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> and then what's
1: going on with Holland is, is he going through something like that where he's trying to improve his game and in the process, he's going through this growing pain or is he just having an off season? Unclear.
0: I,
2: the psychology of him is like, he's as close to an actual alien. I, I mean, it's funny. I mean, we know that he we like, he has a famous father and I, I know that he uh, is not from, you know, Mars or whatever, but like it's, I find it very hard to, have any sense of what his process is, how he thinks about anything. Like it feels like he's the most, it's like he's like frankenstein it's like he's been given a set of instructions and frankenstein's just, monster like, come
1: on now frankenstein's, read, read a,
2: frankenstein's monster that's a, i can't believe i made that made that blunder but it, yeah it's like he's been given a set of instructions and he will follow them
1: right and <laughs> that know, sort seems, of he, I, yeah. I, I i like how he's always seems very uh happy like if he misses his chance but then phil foden scores holland looks genuinely right. happy that he's part he of a team that's winning right
2: he isn't, uh, like, uh, I think like, like many of us, I do secretly love. Um to like assess how happy other forward, like how happy forwards are when yeah. another player on their team scores yeah. a goal. Like are they actually especially if they were like begging for the ball and they didn't get it. Like yeah. there was that right. happened to somebody, I think I might have been Gabriel Jesus recently or something like that, but he was like begging for the ball and then Martinelli scored or something like that. And Gabriel was like so mad still, but he kinda <laughs> you know reluctantly like trudges over to so thumbs so up, like yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Nice. Whoever it's whoever the ninth guy is who join the group hug is the one who really
1: <laughs> You know, yeah. is, is, the is, guy is like, is "I can't interest. leave the field of play, or else somebody's getting a yellow card here." So maybe that should be, <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think, um, so yeah, so we have Holland, we have um, uh, Son. I think would be another kind of sneaky option. If uh, he's a, uh, I, I'm starting to see his name pop up a lot as a, as a possible transfer option. I think that makes. Uh, a lot of sense they're they're obviously fully rested at this point and playing a crystal palace team that at the very least can be shipping goals and uh and then i think the you know the big one maybe the best one is saka uh playing sheffield united who we've kind of said our piece about them already but um why would i go with erlen holland over bakari saka is my question for you bram
1: um, well, I think you go based on the Manchester derby and historically, and a brief history it is for Erling Holland in the derby, but he just absolutely loves destroying Manchester United. So how much do you trust the historical matchup for a player versus what you're seeing in a player's current form? And that's what it comes down to with Holland. Uh, you did, I think you skipped over Aston Villa, uh, at Luton. I mean, if you want a player who's in form, you would, you would go for Ali Watkins. But is it, you know, Aston Villa away from home is, is kind of, has been hard,
2: hard to say though. Right. I mean, that Sheffield match, uh, where Watkins had the hat trick was, um, was away. Right. Uh, a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. um, and so maybe maybe they've gotten that off their I, I don't know just that you know the, yeah I mean you're right to throw them in there because the Villa squad that we saw on Saturday looked ex- very good right outside of um, their obvious defensive yeah. um, issues which are, I, I think we're just kind of born from um, some injuries and stuff like that sure. I, I think a, in general I consider them to be a pretty defensively solid yeah. team um, I Maddie Cash had another tough game what a He's weird a terrible season, season. For him. yeah he had, like, eight good weeks to start off, though. Right? Like, you know, it was like he sort of had this moment, and then it was like, yeah, I don't know, it's weird. Uh, Moreno, like, Moreno is definitely the, like, unlucky, this the, like, the unlucky FPL player of the He's moment. He's the right? new he Luca like, Dean. Just, yeah. It's like De- <laughs> yeah, Dean was true. replaced
1: with Dean 2.0, yeah. which is great. Yeah. So there so was some yeah.
2: scene, there was some moment on the bench where you saw Dean. Dean and Emery were going back and forth about something on the bench in that match yesterday. Yeah. And it was like, Dean was like, Kind of, I don't know if he was quite yelling at Emory, but he was like he was he was vehemently disagreeing with him about something. And I was like, why is Dean like talking tactics with with Emery right now? <laughs> I I was like, what I, is
1: going on? I can't <laughs> imagine what that how how horrible that conversation must have been. <laughs> <I> <laughs> but let, let's you. let's come back to sense. the uh, Holland captaincy thing. I want your take on this. I feel like I'm gravitating toward Holland again. And I guess it's just because I think there's like a fireworks factory that's ready to go off in a yeah. match like that. And having watched, you know, you mentioned Ten Hag like took with with Hoyland at the helm, Manchester United through a good run of form. Manchester United could not have looked worse than they did against Fulham, as well as Fulham played. That's and right. they will go into the Etihad where the uh, and and they just could. It could be another bloodbath. I think.
2: Well, it's possible. Although that isn't really Man City's style this year, mm-hmm. right? Like their yeah. style is is a one nil style, two nil style, a um, one nil bloodbath. Yeah, a lot of yeah. Honestly, that is like that is their specialty this year. is yeah. a one nil match where it never really feels like the other team could could score. And you know, Chelsea went in there and held them to a scoreless draw um you know it was a scoreless draw right uh was it a 1-1 draw it was 1-1 draw excuse me um they um you had sterling and rodríguez well both scored in that match but they you know but they held uh man city to a goal right man, and uh brentford held man city to um was it one goal or two i can't remember but it was it was a low scoring match and uh and then obviously bournemouth held them to a goal as well so i i agree with you in a general sense like i do think that um and there's like like there's home versus away too. I, it's it's a little bit of a you know something to take in consideration as well. But um, at the moment, I'm actually leaning towards Saka, partially because I just I think it's like born out of this like this this game week, and I'm actually on a green arrow. So I don't know why I'm so like I'm not like you know uh, so I'm not like in a terrible place by any means. But I I'm just feeling like I'm not like like I don't have control of my season at the moment, you know. And it feels like I'm just like doing what I should do every week. It's like every transfer recently has been like the transfer I should make and Mm -hmm. the captaincy choice I should make. And by and large it's worked. Right. And so, so I don't really know what the problem is exactly. Other than it doesn't feel super fun to me. Like I don't feel like I'm, Making fantasy fun again. And I realize that doing well is actually secretly low key the best way to make fantasy fun. But um, I also feel like I'm a little more inclined to gamble right now. And like the idea of gambling on like an insanely informed soccer, uh, you know, playing Sheffield United um, while Holland is going to be highly captained and, Mm -hmm. um, and in like a little office form, like it does feel like. There's maybe this, this feels like the right week yeah. to maybe go for it a little bit. Like, you know, cause it almost feels like the, the respective floors are, are high for both. Right. It's like, uh, so it doesn't really matter that much in, in a way. Right. It's like, you can kind of crush yourself in this kind of stuff, but I, but what is, what is the floor for soccer? Right. It's like, Five or six points in that. Like, it's just hard for me to imagine him getting nothing from it, right? So it doesn't feel like like a hugely risky um, captaincy from that perspective either.
1: Yeah, I think you've made a pretty good argument for Saka there. And hey, uh, in the MFFA parlance, to have a captain in the final fixture. A Monday fixture in LS, is that's a mm-hmm. lot of fun. So clear, I like that.
2: Clear your schedule. Yeah, if you're an American, put a, put a dentist appointment on your calendar for Monday. Not that I would ever do this, of course, Brennan, but, you know, if you're uh, somebody else, somebody else might do that uh, for Monday, March 4th at 3 p.m. And get ready for get ready for some fun. All right, Brennan, let's take a couple more questions here. I'll get the, you know, I guess I'll just keep the fixtures up here for anybody to look at if they want to see them. Um, so with a couple of questions we had about game week 26, um, skull, well, well, we did Scully's question already, didn't we? Um, and, uh, Ryan asked, uh, is Foden who's been very good recently worth selling for Sun or Salah, or is it too much of a luxury move? So this mm-hmm. is a question that I, I, you and I are both actually, um, on our minds a little bit, I imagine, right? I've got, yeah. I've got Foden right now and, and some money in the bank.
1: I guess you could argue it both ways where there should be no fantasy assets so precious that you can't drop them. And I think that's where a lot of managers get hurt is they are too reticent to get rid of a player just because they think there's potential there. And Foden is like the, he's already, I think, reached his uh, season goal scoring record and there's a lot of season in Europe left to go for Manchester City. So he's having his best goal-scoring mm-hmm. uh, season to date. So uh, yep. it's all upside. There's every reason to keep him. Uh, I, but then you just have to look at at Salah's potential. It's, it's, it's just frankly, it's higher than Foden's. So how do you fit both of them into your team? Maybe it's possible. And I think if we just go a little lighter up top, I think people have been have had the freedom to invest a lot of money in their front three forwards. And now we have to start looking maybe at going to a three, five, two, Again. Oh my or... <laughs>
2: gosh. Wow. Yeah, see, now I feel like you're advocating for a position that you don't believe in or will No,
1: no, I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm not necessarily saying what I would do, but I just think these are the, w- yeah. this is a way you can think about it. Like this right. is a way you can have right. your cake and eat it too. Why not have right. both? And but I think, I think ultimately yep. what I would coach would be, you got to make some painful decisions when, you know, at this point in the season. And I do think if you compare Foden to Son or Sala, those players are going to outscore him down the home stretch. would be like my educated guess.
2: I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm sort of leaning towards Foden out as well. I, I don't know why, cause he's, he's been excellent for me. I, it just feels like he, some of the goals he's scored have been a little scrappy, right? It's, he's not, it's, it's a little bit like Alvarez, right? Where there's sort of, um, there's just, there's just one player who matters, for you know for man city and that's like i mean uh, maybe kdb when when healthy right obviously he's sort of in that um there, it's so interesting there's so many players right now who are in this zone of like i gotta get him out you know <laughs> and, uh, i mean like a Stupanon is like that for me as well and uh but i yeah, i think that you know kdb is like yeah that we got a question too. from
1: brian in the youtube chat about darwin nunez what do you do if you still have darwin and you know that's a I feel like there's an. We talked about two great opportunities this game week with Tony and Solanke. I think Darwin to Solanke this week is an easy move. So do that one. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. another player that is a great player who you're kind of like, I got to get rid of this guy.
2: Yeah. I think the problem is we probably won't get enough information. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he plays at midweek and, and, and he's fine. Even then, it's almost like there's no good. I mean, maybe if he plays 30 minutes. Late in the FA Cup, you feel it's like there's just it's just hard to like really feel. um, Wait, where now? no I'm now I've gotten confused here. Brandon, is, is there an FA Cup match for um, for Liverpool or not? Am I like totally? Uh, I'll pull out uh, out my, I'll pull up the my FA Cup here?
1: schedule here.
2: Yeah, yeah. Liverpool play uh, Southampton, right? So, what would you even want as a Darwin and Salah owner for that match on Wednesday, right? It's like I guess you'd want them to come on for the final thirty minutes and look. Great and like fully fit like that would I I guess that would be ideal I mean the problem is I feel like the calculus for Klopp will be run it back with the young guys for midweek bring some people back for for game week 27 right and then but but they have to be careful because game week 28 is the most important game of the season for Liverpool right Liverpool and Man Man City play in game week 28 and if they can win that match or even hold them to a draw, they're in a great spot going into the final ten weeks of the season. If they lose that match, it's really gonna be hard for them, I think, yeah. to, to win the title this year. Right. So I, I think they have to kind of gamble that they can beat Forest with a weekend squad, um, not rush anybody back. I mean, but I would imagine that by that weekend, everybody who's even remotely close to playing will be, will be available. So, um, so that, that to me, I, I, so I, I, guess I'm sort of like agreeing with you in like a long way. Like I, I think it's fine to hold Darwin if, if it looks really likely that he's going to start. I mean, I think that, um, forests are just not a, super strong defensive team, and I think that they probably will score a couple goals in that match, but again, like, it sort of makes sense to also, like, it's fun to have a player in the Sunday match, <laughs> right? Uh, and and Burnley are um, not good, so I think that uh, having having Solanke, and then obviously, because it's a move you want to make anyway for 28, right? So I think that, I think there is a logic there. Um, there was I said there was also a question about Huang, and I think that Huang is just, um, I'm just going to bench him this week, um, and that's, that's sort of where I am. I don't know if I quite have enough Are you going to start him?
1: Absolutely. Wait a minute.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I think that's fine. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just
1: like, uh, I, I just, you're, put, I, you're I putting like, him in the sin bin, the Josh Landon sin bin. And I respect that.
2: I think you're putting, yeah, it's like you're putting Newcastle <laughs> there and I'm putting Huang there. We're both, we're both sin binning different, uh, I'm starting you know, Bob right
1: now. I'm starting Bob Are and Wang. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I don't understand the general, uh, some, some managers try to sort of play,
2: yeah, use strategy I, I, and try to. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: it's like I'm going. If I'm going to play Wang, I have to bench my Newcastle defender because I'm banking on Wang scoring. Well, I'm like, well, if no, if Wolves don't score, then I've at least I've got a clean sheet. You're trying to get diversify, get points any which way you can. So, um, I'm I, I'm fine playing both sides there, and I will start Wang. Yeah, there's a reason I why it, I brought him yeah. in. And Newcastle look trash right now. Long long story yeah. short.
2: I mean, I guess the, I, to me, it's more like what kind of story are you telling with, like, with the way you've set up your squad for a game week, right? And, like, if you're starting Twang there, is the story, like, they are they just look really good and stuff. I, I don't know, like, what are your, because like, you, you've talked a little bit about, um, maybe actually, would you mind sharing your team again here, Brandon? Because I'm curious, you talked about your, your transfer decisions for uh, for 27. Yeah, can you, and, can you uh,
1: if you stop sharing, I'll throw my team up there and we can talk a little bit about strategy. Yeah. Because I, I, I honestly don't have a uh, transfer in mind right now. So I, are we going to get any news? Does news even matter with Pow the Wow Torres at this point? I don't think it does. Um, yet, I feel like him at 4.5, he probably will just be thrown back on the bench. The smart move would probably be to turn Nathan Ake into a more useful player down the stretch, probably somebody like Sinesi, the Bournemouth defender, who will get a double for in twenty-eight. So I get a Bournemouth, def- I get a Bournemouth defender this transfer window. I get Solanke going to twenty-eight, and then I have two Bournemouth doublers, which seems fine to me. So that's where I'm leaning is Ake to Sinesi. Yeah.
2: What- yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. I. I think that makes sense. I'm just sort of looking.
1: I Here, think, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna put the vice on uh, Saka there. Uh, that looks. That looks good. That looks better.
2: There you go. And do you think that, like, I mean, Kabore? I know he's like. He got. Didn't he get some minutes in the? In yeah, the, he the got. A, he got
1: a handful of minutes, but he. Um, meaning what exactly? Like he, he well, I guess
2: it's just, yeah, well, just they have they have the double in twenty eight obviously, but if you're not planning to start him anyway for twenty eight like would it so. make sense to just go Kabore to Senesi anyway, like right, and just like give yourself one extra player, like what you know like one extra, yeah, like Kazaki's not a terrible bench option, I'm actually starting him this week,
1: yeah i I don't disagree with that, I think Kabore, I ultimately want to move whenever I have a moment, like give me a minute, guys move him to another sub 4.5 defender. Yeah. So I'm still trying to be a little budget conscious as we figure out what's going on with the returning premium midfielders Insala and Salah and Son. Um, maybe I'm overthinking that a little too much, but uh, yeah. So uh, Ake or Kabore, certainly.
2: I think another thing to keep in mind too, and I think, again, we'll have a lot more clarity on this after the FA Cup matches in midweek, but at some point we are all going to get to, um, wildcard again. Right. I mean, you could do it this week if you really wanted to, like, that's, um, I, you know, I, I, in general, my, I, like a good rule of thumb for me is I, if I can look at my squad, like, and my bus team is all set up and I'm ready to go, uh, and I feel okay with how things are, I'm not going to wildcard. Right. Um, but like, like I don't want to like I don't I don't like a theoretical wild card where I'm like ah I like this wild card because I can do this and this and this and it's you know but it's like um but I do think that um we'll probably I'll start to wild card I mean I've I've already seen some talk about doing it like in like you know like this week next week um and and then like you know wild card early free hit. And then kind of get yourself set up for for the doubles. I suspect that my wild card will come in like the early 30s. That's my thinking right now. Um, I, uh, the dirty 30s. I, don't, I just don't. Uh, to me, I, I don't really. I haven't given it to like a, a ton of thought because um, I don't really want to lock myself in until I know what we're looking at for game week 29, right? And yeah. like as long as as long as that remains a riddle. It feels like kind of wasted energy for me to think about what I'm going to do for, for you know, for like the last 12 weeks of the season. I, I need to kind of, um, I just need more information, right?
1: right. And So are you planning yeah, I, anything for yeah. this game week? Are you going to hold?
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, that's I'm mean sort of, I'm in that Foden zone right now where, um, you know, Foden's got pr- two pretty tough matches ahead, right? Man United and Liverpool, um, back-to-back weeks. Um, Sun has... Um, uh, has you know hasn't played for a couple of weeks, um, and uh, I actually was initially thinking Salah was was the player that I was leaning towards, but um uh, again, it it just really depends on on, on 29 because uh, um, Spurs do have a fixture in 29. So if it turns out that like the Chelsea Arsenal match is going through, then Sun is kind of an easy move for me, right? Because I get him for for 27, and then I have another player for 29, and he's probably Slightly preferable to Foden like this 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 game week and and, and moving forward all, all the reasons you articulated earlier yes. right he's just a better long term over the final twelve weeks FPL asset
1: well yeah it's an interesting phase of the FPL calendar here where we kind of had a blockbuster double <laughs> a game week ago we had yep. a it was kind of a tactical blank and now I think people might take their eye off the ball a little bit in the next couple of weeks. Maybe, maybe that means we don't need to have our eye on the ball all that much. We've got good. Maybe we have to believe that we have good squads for the moment. Don't overthink it. As you say, wait to see how the FA cup turns out. And then the strategy gets like turned up to 11 after the, yeah. uh, the, the next FA cup draw.
2: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. I think the FA cup draws like during the, it's like it's two, Wednesday I it's evening. Tuesday, I believe is it Tuesday, Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Yeah. So, um, well, let's let's end things with two two final questions here, Brandon. Uh, one is from Lil Slurp. He says, uh, "Who is a good uh, Purvis?" I believe he means Purvis Stupinon, one of one of the worst transfers um, I've I've made this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is a good uh, Purvis replacement? Um, I think there's a couple players that stand out. You talked about one already in Sinisi. In
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I I like him. He going into the festive period was just on a run of attacking returns, and even though he's a center back, uh, he he reminds me a little bit of Nathan Ake, I guess, in that he's yeah. he's pretty good on the ball. He's he's quite mobile and good on set pieces. Um, so and you got that Bournemouth connection too. So how can top Senesi, Josh with another pick? Yeah, I mean the only other thing would be like a second Arsenal player. I think that would be another route
2: to go. Um, um, they kind of conceded. That, that was like a classic. That was actually, a, they, they, you know what they conceded was a Man City style goal yeah, in that right. Newcastle match, right? Like 86 minute.
1: No one's really had to be Joe Willick. Attention. I mean, come on.
2: Yeah. yeah i know first goal this season too it's crazy he was an arsenal um,
1: player at some point
2: he was he was yeah about three three two three years ago i think he scored when he had that incredible run i think he was on loan like i, I mean i think it turned into a permanent deal but right it was like of a, course it's a loan deal yeah
1: god he's just ruining every fantasy manager's week for nothing
2: <laughs> what about Doty? I mean that was like i you were very mm-hmm. high on him, but as, as the bloom off the rose a little bit after i mean reasonably so I mean he had an mm-hmm. amazing run in the in the late teens, early twenties fixture wise but then the double was um was a disaster um and you know it's maybe it's just it's a little less exciting now right to have deb doty
1: yeah, that's it it's less exciting he's still creating the chances he's still on the set pieces, so um. There's there's reason to have him. He's an easy hold if you have him. And yeah, I don't hate it, but when you've got Bournemouth who are a better team, and if, watching Bournemouth uh, play Man City uh, to the tight 1-0 victory for City, Bournemouth were just on the front foot for the last 20 or so minutes of the match, and they looked exceptional. And it's really hard to deny what's happening there at Bournemouth. They're a great team, so... I would be much quicker to invest in them right now than Luton Town. Yeah. Maybe Luton Town is just, like, there was a moment where we were like, well, is Luton Town good? I mean, Luton could still stay up if Everton continued to shoot themselves in the foot, but I can't, like, it's just, yeah, you have to have maybe a reality check with Luton at this point.
2: Luton can score. I think that that yeah. is Luton's – that is the great skill that Luton have. They can score – which is great because that means Luton are fun to watch. And yeah. uh, we've – I think we've – I've said this before, but Luton have been um, a great pleasure, I think, uh, content-wise. Um, I've enjoyed their um, burnt orange kits all season. You know, there's like uh, – they're – their their players are kind of memorable and interesting. Like there's like I'm a big fan. Like I, yeah. if they stay up, I am totally fine with that. Yes, <laughs> at a total one eighty on on Luton. The last I can't
1: fight the impulse though to order Little Caesars pizza whenever I see their, their orange kits. So what a great
2: impulse. Did, has <laughs> yeah. that made its way to Toronto? just, just across the, the border. There's Michigan, a place, so maybe, there's maybe there's a place
1: here that has all the Little Caesars like fonts and colors, but it's called Pizza Pizza, which of course is like a, same an thing. ad yeah. tagline. But I see no mm. Little Caesar guy anywhere. I see no Little Caesars trademark anywhere <laughs> so i yeah. wonder if it's an off-brand sort of a ripoff right maybe they
2: lost they lost their franchise yeah. at some point maybe yeah uh <laughs> all right final question is from Moffitt. he says after a disastrous first half of the season i'm now making big gains in mini leagues and what seemed out of sight is now within reach and being on a good run makes me hesitant to take there's always a butt coming yeah. right brand yeah. opening yeah. like that being on a good run makes me hesitant to take too much risk so what point and or game week should i be ready to start firing at differential captains when I'm 30, 40 points behind the leaders? I, it's not easy. It's not, there's a clear answer here, but, yeah, know, interesting question. Well, I
1: top. think the clear answer is by asking this question, he's already blown it. Because when you get into that <laughs> nice vein of form, the last own, thing you want to yeah. do is is to start like – asking questions, else. second guessing, uh, and, and yeah, questioning yourself, you should just go with whatever flow you've been in. And now, now you've, uh, you've, you've spoken to your pitcher in the middle of a no hitter, as they say. Um, yeah, so I, I my, th- my feeling is don't go differential at all. Um, yeah. in, 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 in cause it, cause I'm getting from Moffitt's question here that that's not what got him here.
2: Well, I also think, um, the I I would I would take issue with the the question itself, and I think that it's uh you don't need differential captains. What you need are good transfers, right? And and you should be making those no matter what, right? And so maybe at some point you start to think about transferring in low ownership players or something like that, right? Uh, differential cat to me, the captaincy is just a, it's just like a math game, right? It's like, or whatever. It's like you just default to whoever like the Vegas odds are. (laughs) I mean, maybe it's a little different because you have like assists and things like that too. And, but in general, it's like, if if some player is like widely favored to score, you just kind of almost always go with them. Right. But I think with, with, with transfers there, it can be a little more, um, you can be a little more thoughtful about it. And I, I'm sure that's what has honestly driven his comeback is not being weird and, and wacky with, with captaincies. It's, it's just making good transfers and, and kind of beating the crowd. Right. Uh, with, with his moves. And so that, so just, so maybe that's like the more positive way to think about it: just, just keep doing what you're doing. Right. And, and like, like you said, Brandon, you've already, he's already, um, um, he's blown stepped it. Stepped on his own momentum. <laughs> yeah. But maybe, maybe he has, maybe there's still time for Moffat, you know, let's, let's hold on. Keep home. it up
1: Moffat. I'm watching yep. for your Wordle scores. More importantly,
2: okay, there we go. Uh, another reason to join the discard, Brandon. So mm-hmm. there, there you go. Lots of lots of fun little channels on there, um, as well as a great meetup channel. It's it's become an international meetup channel. We yeah. opened it up. It Used to be New York City. Now it's it's all across the world. Um, all right. Well, on that note, Brandon, with that little bonus Patreon shout out at the end, uh, that is your pod. So thank you to everyone for listening. Everyone who joined us. Uh, thanks for all the questions, and we'll be back. Next week, we'll also be back at midweek with a Patreon pod. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreoncom alwayscheating. Uh, Brendan, do you want to thank our producer patrons, including newest patron, newest producer, Brian Clark?
1: Yeah. Uh, big thanks to producers Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, Bob's Schoon, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerb, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock, at FPL Merch. Kerry Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Buffalo Wild Mings, Francis Moore, Sam Schauer, Caleb Robbie, Vulgar, Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley of the Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, Shaleen F Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Heath Cram, Thomas Tislov, Noah and Louise, Travis Grant, Linus Vennerstrom, Dan Parsons, James C., Matthew Skinner, Fro Jacobson, Brennan, Daniel Hart, Lolly, Ben Coombs, Eric Kike, Gareth H., Rune Sandberg, and there's that man again, Brian Clark. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Always Cheating Podcast wherever you get your pods. Leave us a five-star review, uh, which is a free and easy thing to do that really helps the pod. Follow us wherever you get your social media. Visit our website, alwayscheating.com. And, of course, check out this episode on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to see our smiling faces and our uh, sometimes good FPL teams. Uh, which is fun. I'm glad, I'm glad that we're on YouTube <laughs> yep. now fully. You can, of course, listen to the audio-only version on YouTube, but now it's, it's full video as well. Uh, jump over to the live section of our YouTube channel uh, to find these episodes more easily.
2: Great. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.